I know you want the PS5, but they charging too much money for it. How much money? A thousand dollars. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not going to the PS5 no more. Cause that costs too much money. I don't even think you got you got that much money to afford it. You trying to call me broke? No, no. Square. No, like I just don't think you you're not broke. You got all this money, but I don't, I just don't think you don't have a I just don't think you have a thousand. I'm sorry if it sounds like that. clip i saw it on um i saw it on twitter and i don't know that kid just brought back so many feelings like looking at him and being like okay i don't know him being aware of his mom's like the whole thing is just so cute i can't deal i can't deal and i think karen civil is actually sending a ps5 to him so shout out to her i guess um but i more than all of that i just feel like I don't know. It just warmed my little heart. My little, like, you know, reminded me of my youth. And then in the video, he sends, he does a cartwheel. And it's very, like, it's just everything. It's everything. Like, the sensitivity. The, it's all of it for me. I'm obsessed with it. So, yeah. I hope everybody's having a good week. I'm kind of in a mellow, like, mood. I'm in a very, like, incense candle like i almost set up candles for this i just couldn't figure out how to do it with this damn iphone ass camera so whatever i'm just feeling real zen real you know i don't even know like real sage real sage hole (laughs) real sage hole real 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 jasmine dick like just feeling real lavendery it's you know it's giving meditation it's giving I don't know, just feeling good about my life, you know, even though, I mean, for those who know me personally, you know that this week is, like, kind of crazy. In New York, like, the whole thing, it's not like, it's it's not like, it's not like there's no beef. <laughs> That's why we never had no beef. No, it's not, it's, it's not like there's no beef. It's not like there's no pork, you know. I don't fuck with pigs like Assalamualaikum. It's not like it's that. There's there's reason to be stressed. <laughs> I don't know, but I just am not like I'm not there. I I I I mean I don't know. I shouldn't lie and say I'm not there. I was stressed. Some of the stress came came for me in the night last night or rather in the morning like I did wake up a little stressed and then I went back to sleep and I you know enjoyed the rainy day of it all in New York I don't know but regardless I'm hoping that I send you calm vibes I send you holiday vibes I send you you know for those that celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah because I think both are popping right now um you know just send you that holiday chill 
you know. And that's pretty much it. I, 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 this one is gonna be short. I always say that, and I always lie. But I, I realized I was having a conversation with a friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and I realized that there, I've made a, a prog- I made like a leap, an ideological leap, in the whole masculinity femininity conversation that I haven't actually brought to the to the pod. And then next week I will talk about something else that I was going to talk about this week, but I realized that you, I should probably share the intermediate, like the piece in between. So I'm doing that. Um, actually, I, there are a couple of concepts that I think I need to get into on the pod, but you know what I'm saying? We do what we can. We do what we can. We do what we can with what we got. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so let's go into it. Let's go into it. I would, um, let's see. Okay, so a couple of episodes ago, I don't know the name of the episode, which is me not doing my homework, which is shitty, so my bad. Uh, there's an episode that I did on femininity, or at least it like featured femininity and masculinity, right? It featured a conversation where I was trying to re-describe masculinity and femininity. I was trying to put them in a you know, find words, find actions, find thoughts, find shit that makes us all feel good about ourselves because, and you know, we'll go into it. So yeah, this is actually good context. So because I find that for queer men, but also for women, for, for everybody, masculinity and femininity are terms that are full, chock full of like contentious ass ideas. And by that, I mean, it's some bullshit. In short, there's a lot that goes on in terms of understanding what feminine strength is, understanding what masculine strength is, understanding, you know, feeling how to feel proud of your masculinity, how to feel proud of your femininity. You know, a while ago, and I don't want to hold, I don't want to rehab that conversation, so I will have to find it and put it in the notes, um, the original conversation. But what it means to be strong and feminine. You know, a lot of times we define in the in the folk conversation, we define feminine strength as the ability to endure pain. Like, you know, to bring children into the world and, you know, to to endure enormous amounts of pain for the furthering of the species or for the benefit of somebody else. You know, and for that work I think that under that formulation, again, this is not really formally my business. I think that, you know, there's a lot of feminist talk, um, femi- like female feminists uh, that are having better conversations about this than the one that I am having. So I am cursorily doing this. Um, there are a lot of trans women that are doing better work than what I'm about to say. Um but that whole thing being problematic, right? Defining strength as the ability to endure pain, the ability to endure suffering, the ability to labor, you know, as the as the bedrock of feminine strength, and that whole thing needing to be, I felt from an outside from an outside perspective as a non you know, woman, but also with some, as, as someone with feminine energy, I was, like, really confused. Like, how do I find my strength if it's not in the context of enduring pain? And I thought about this for women that cannot have children um, 
for whatever reason, right? Are you less of a woman? Are you less strong because you can't engage in childbirth? Or, you know, it just became really really complex to me. And obviously, I've talked about feeling oppositional to masculinity before. I alluded to it last... Oh, shit. I alluded to it last week. <laughs> and I hit my mic. I am alluded to it last week in the pod. And maybe I'll go into that another time as well, but I don't know. But basically feeling like, okay, well, what can I do? But how can I engage in masculine strength? How can I identify with that? How can I find draw pride from it? Because even if you start out with a base with an idea of masculinity that is not woke, right? So you're not out here trying to dismantle a patriarch. You're out here just trying to get a nut, you know, dig some shit out, whatever, get money. And you draw on these traits of being masculine, being muscular, being tall, being rich, being able to provide for your family, being brave, being able to, you know, put suffer and, you know, risk your life, being willing the willingness to die as a metric of masculinity, you know, being willing to engage in death, either by your hand or your own death. All of these things that build masculinity, a seriousness, a, a lack of emotionality, a constancy, a, you know, a consistent reliability that is not prone to changes in weather, not prone, that, that is unconditional, an automatic sort of, you know, steadfastness as being hallmarks of masculinity and people silencing or, you know, Stuff, I don't even know. I'm, I want to say, I, I want to conjure an image of like putting a pillow over a screaming mouth and that screaming mouth being male or masculine emotions or the, um, the emotions of a masculine person. Just understanding all of that. If you buy into all that shit, you are buying into your undoing, right? You're buying into your a, a really shallow for life for yourself. And a lot of folks have done that. But not just your undoing, you're also buying into, you also are volunteering yourself to be a vehicle of the oppression of women and femme folks. So not only are you not living richly yourself, but you're also oppressing others. And everyone should know this by now. Um well, anybody listens to this podcast should already know how I feel about that, and not even just how I feel about it. There's been, like I said, smart as I said, smarter people than me written have written about this. Um, so Google, etc. But all of that, my goal was to kind of free us from that dichotomy and free us from that like that dynamic and that polarized dynamic of just two options. Or even if you want to posit a third, right? Like intersex, two-spirit, trans folk, whatever you want to say. Um, but still, just that, that relationship. I wanted to figure out something else that I think would work for us. So I meditated and read and I came up with like this ecosystem of or a, yeah let's just call it an economy but I hate to say that word but whatever an economy of like energies an energy that makes like a creative genius an energy that gives that genera that the generosity of spirit that just overwhelming that that thing that 
creates a balance, right, between too much and too little. Just that that willingness to do that, um, to give of oneself, and then the the taking, the extractive energy. And when I realized was that what we understand as masculine is really associated by taking, the act of extracting value. A man is supposed to be able to bring money to the home, take, you know, bring home the bacon. He's supposed to be able to know, you know, when something happens, how can he benefit from it? And what can he discard? What's the, you know, the true value of a thing? What is, you know, how does one... What does it mean to be in sort of a masculine position, right? To be, and which has often to be invulnerable. What does it mean to be invulnerable? It means not to have to give of yourself. It means not to have to create something for anybody else's benefit. It means to be able to come into a space, a given space, know what is there and take it for yourself. And we like those men, those James Dean, those like bad boy, those lawless, like, you know, not that I'm like pro-law, but, you know, the, the concept of law, like righteous law. So law created really for the benefit of the community, not law created for white supremacy. You know, we like that irreverent, psychopathic man who's able to do those things. That has been lifted up in our culture. So it made sense to me. And when I looked at, when I looked and meditated deeply, a lot of shit made sense to me. Like when I started to think of masculinity as a fundamentally extractive energy or life force, you know, because even, you know, you think about the ruses of masculinity, like the protection, the role of the protector, which is really the role of death. You know, it's it's really the like the role of you know, being willing to die or being willing to submit another to death for someone's benefit. And the role of protector is often fashioned by the person that is assaulting you, right? You know, men creating the threat and therefore and thereby creating the need for protection. You know, we're not talking about, you know, a hunter-gatherer society where we're protecting our crops from hungry bears. Like we're talking about, you know, I see this show all the time where it will be like, oh, well, you know, don't talk to a woman. I saw this thing on Twitter. Don't talk to a girl any kind of way because you don't know who her father is. You don't know who her daddy, who her brothers are. She got brothers. She got... Yeah, so you have niggas that will cape and kill and jump and be violent toward another man if he attacks their sister. But you are often the man <laughs> that causes the threat that another brother, another father, another somebody needs to defend against or avenge or whatever. So I had this, you know, I realized it as fundamentally toxic. And then I realized that it also made sense. Like patriarchy's, patriarchy's investment in masculinity as extractive. So as men as being able to take shit. And made sense for why capitalism and like fascist forms of communism, like, you know, fascist forms of like fascism in general, in general, um, autocracies and things like that, why they all came to be. Because once you establish men 
or a masculine energy or power as extractive, then of course an economic system, capitalism, of course an economic system that supports surplus value extraction, so the idea of just taking extra shit and not working, the, the idea of getting the most from an environment without doing any work, with doing the least amount of work, the least amount of investment. Like the idea of just getting the most from an, a thing is extractive fundamentally. I and we can go on and on with fascism with all all this shit. Um and it just was like, okay, so in in dealing with this new world, what the fuck what the fuck do I want this new world to look like, right? Because one, there's the task of still speaking to masculine people. Still speaking to people, well, to, first of all, one, there's a task of identifying, describing this life force, right? Because there is something. There is something that we understand and we react to as masculine. You know, it's, it's not the case that testosterone does nothing. It's not the case that all of it is imagined. There is something that is being done that is related to some kind of experience of masculinity, whether it's biological or hormonal. There is something that we recognize and it's not solely, at least in my experience, it's not Pro, I don't feel it as programmed. It could be, but I don't feel it as such. So how do I get all the masculine, quote-unquote masculine men that have bought into an extractive uh, formulation of self to another one, one that is not toxic? And I was thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this. And what I've settled on was that the masculine energy that we like the good, the generative, like loosely defined. So not that it is generative, but that it contributes to overall generativity or just overall life. That it can give life, give and sustain life as a contributor is um, accepting. The role of the man, and I'm saying man very, very strictly. I'm, and I'm, when I say it, I mean as the masculine force. So the role of the masculine is to facilitate accepting, to facilitate accepting and transformation. And transformation with an asterisk, because I'm, I'm trying to like, I, that word's not exactly perfect, but it's to facilitate wise accepting. This is what the role of the masculine is. This is how we integrate the masculine into a world that is not oppressive. So obviously when you say accept, a whole bunch of niggas get mad, right? Because they're like, oh, it's passive. Oh, it's... And the episode that I talked about, the last episode I talked about penetration and bottoming and gay sex and the, 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 the understanding that penetration is domination and teaching people that if you are passive, as in like the bottom, or if you're receptive in sex, if you're being penetrated, then you're being dominated, then you understand that pain is a necessary part of your pleasure or of the act of seeking pleasure via sex. And just that whole dynamic being fucked. But when you think about 
this, when, when you say accepting, people are thinking their mind tends to go there. But accepting is active. Accepting in a way that is ego-affirming, that is good for the soul and good for the community, is an, is a, is an active enterprise. Because you must know the thing, you must know the thing and grow intimate with the thing that you are trying to accept in order to fully accept it. You know, I, I have to have a consciousness about the material, you know, that I am accepting. And what ends up happening is like, let's just take nature as an example. Unless I'm going to use terms like God and all of this. But let's say you have, you believe that God's given, you know, God has made the world and gave you nature and gave you all of these things, gave you animals, and you want to fully accept God's gift. In order to to fully accept God's gift is you must really know what he or she, depending on what, what God has given you. You have to be, you have to, you must develop a practice to learn the things, to see, to test. This could be the role of science. The role of science could be to accept, to learn, to, to, to establish the knowledge or further and continue the knowledge so that you can know what you've been given, so that you can use it, you can transform it, you can do it in a way that if you take, if you keep, rather, if you keep or if you apply, the, 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 the principles of giving, the principles of making, of generation, you would be creating and transforming things that sustain life. And then we wouldn't be fucking up the earth with our bullshit. We wouldn't be, you know, creating things that like fundamentally take from or kill others. We would be applying the science and this knowledge, learning exactly what you know we've been given so that we can continue this process and scale up. And scale up, I don't mean scale up like make more shit. I mean, you know, build instruments for the furtherance of us as a people, but not just us as a people, of the entire community of things, you know, of living things, of things that contribute to, of beings. And, you know, we just don't do that. And I was thinking, like, how amazing would it be if all of the masculine, the the toxic masculine that's focused on extracting had a sudden change of heart where they understood and drew pride from active acceptance, active acceptance of of life of people and it wasn't just what could i get from them what can i is there value can i and like that nasty extraction that we've under we associate with masculinity um what if it just vanished and was replaced with acceptance and i was like a lot of our problems would be solved a lot of the problems that affect us economically, affect us like climate change and et cetera, the environmental struggles, a lot of this stuff would just be gone, right? Because we would not have to deal with this bullshit. And I think about it, and they're like toxic versions of this though that we have to guard against or be on the lookout for. Like those that just, hey, I just go with the flow. I just accept life and all those things. That's not the same, Right, as an active acceptance, as a respect and 
inventory taking of everything that you have, like a real intimacy. It's not just like letting life happen. It is developing an intimacy with life and life's things, with the events, with the with with the beings. It's not just being like, okay, some bad should happen. You know, let me just go. It's not that. You know, it's a it is a life force, and that that passivity that we can experience through. Faux enlightenment that like you know I'm just on some spiritual shit like I don't want you know it's not it's some it's some bullshit in fact it it really is some bullshit um but moving on so I like established this we'll just call it maybe it's a square as opposed to a triangle maybe it is making giving uh accepting and transformation. Maybe it is that, you know, or maybe they're the same. I haven't quite figured it out, right? Like, you, there are a lot of models you could grow, you could build. Like, in my head, I'm seeing one that's a square where they all kind of lead to each other. But I am seeing one where you kind of divide it into silos where making and giving. I don't know. Actually, I don't want to say that. Well, I've seen, I have some things, but I'm not going to say that because I don't know if I, it's off the top of my head. So, no. Um, but I thought about this and I was like, okay. So, Anthony, like, you have masculine energy. You have feminine energy. You have felt oppositional to masculinity for a lot of your life um, because of a lot of reasons. (laughs) But as a masculine person or as a being with masculine energy, like, how have you internalized the extractive uh, definition or the extractive formulation of masculinity. How do, what are the things that you refuse to accept on a daily basis? What are the things that you, you know, where is that for you? And I realized that a lot of my toxic masculinity is, is inflicted or weaponized against myself, against my narrative. You know, I'll look back on my childhood, I'll look back on my teenage years, look back on, you know, past relationships or whatever, and I, because of sadness, trauma, whatever, I see, I ask myself, yo, what what value did that experience give me? And I'm not just saying, like, it toughened me up, but, like, how did that positively contribute, positive in terms of additive, how did it contribute to my life? And if I don't see anything, I say that it gave me nothing. It gave me nothing. That experience was bad. It gave me nothing but pain, nothing but sorrow. It that my whole I throw the whole shit out because I look for I mine my life for experience. And if I can't see clearly how it gave, how it positively gave me giving me value, if there is not an obvious value that I can extract from that, I'm like, you know what? That was some bullshit. That was awful. Throw it out. Learn to live in spite of that. Learn to act like it's not even there. And that mentality is is a way of exerting one's will, right? Of dominating. Because when you refuse to accept, when you refuse to accept things and you're not actively accepting, you're not growing intimate with circumstance, you're not taking a personal and comprehensive inventory of 
what is going on. When you're not doing any any of that, you're ex- you're trying to exert. You're either doing nothing or you're exerting your will over your environment in some way. You know, you you are you. Are, I am, and for me, I notice that. Yeah, people who know me. Even if they know me for a little bit, they know that I don't. And I'm not saying know me well like my friends. I'm saying people that meet me, they can tell that there's a lot of shit that I'm not going to accept. Things that I refuse to accept. And some of that, and a lot of that, is me displaying strength. It's the way I know to display strength so that I can keep myself safe. So there is a fear element, a fear, trauma, violence, danger, threat element that I hope to discuss in a future episode, maybe next week or the week after. Um, I think next week I'm actually not going to do, not going to do, because I'm going to be, I'm going to be somewhere else. Hey, hey, but not like a V, I'm not like a V, okay, just a little, I need to get the fuck out of Brooklyn, but anyway. Um... But yeah, so for that, it's like I'm exerting my will in this space, right? I'm trying to exert my dominance. I'm trying to guarantee my safety. So I I refuse to accept. I impose my will, right? And when I think about being strong, you know, I let, I let, I display my strength. And there are many ways to display strength. Well, really, two that I can think of. We can display our strength. By proving that we're resilient. So to talk about this, to cast our experience as a, t- as a thickening of the skin, being tough, the blah, 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 we can do that. Or we can say we're strong and thus we impose our will. We, we have power. We make our interests count when, even when other people resist, right? We dominate. You can't just come here with some bullshit. You, you got to do what I say. And if you are not, if we are oppositional, I am going to win. You know what I'm saying? And that is how I've navigated as well through traumas that I've had or because of traumas that I have. And I think, well, wow, if that's what I'm trying to do, if that's how this toxic masculinity has affected me, you know, like, how can I reroute to a more accepting, an active acceptance, an intimacy building, a, you know, how can I get there? How can I do this? And it's tough. It's tough because I realize that there are a lot of things in my life that I use as a proxy for my will, as a proxy for domination, like money. Like, and it makes sense, a lot of things, you know, like intellect, like certain things like I use as I make in service of domination just so it can keep myself safe. Like for me, you know, that safety security element is, is number, it's like number one, it's up there because, and I do a lot in, in service for that. And there's a lot of reasons why. And that ties to, again, fear that will hopefully I have a good conversation about that, but yeah, it's very much like I notice a lot of things, a lot of ways that I manifest or hold this um, 
patriarchal, toxically masculine uh, thing. And I, I think that, you know, my fear, and I've talked to some to only my friends about this and really only like one friend or two friends about this, is my fear is that I'll be successful in my, t- in my journey, right? My success will be I would have created a safe space, a thriving space for people that are marginalized, a space that is, you know, that everyone flourishes, that freedom is found, that raw, unbridled, just creative genius that we are gifted with as human beings can can be can be exercised, where um, life is sustained. You know, life's natural, like life is sustained, um, where we're not in this like dying, this death-consuming space, where. You know, I mean, I want, I have a vision for a world, or at least I know how I want this world to feel. And where there's like, you know, there's fairness, there's justice, it's all these things. My fear is that I'll succeed, yet I will be the person still holding on to the old ideas. And that I will create this space, but I will then bring the old ideas forward. You know, I will recreate the pain and the the pain will be the reason that I recreate the past. You know, that intergenerational trauma that we speak of, creating more pain and that I would have chosen horse, you know, some bullshit. I would have smuggled in some bullshit into the new world. And I won't be that. Haters won't see that. No, let me see. No, but... You know, I <laughs> I ain't trying to be that. I'm not. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it's 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 something that is hard because when I think about my past and the traumas that I faced, you know, for folks that I've been listening to the to this know about my, you know, a lot of my survivor like survivor story of like child sexual abuse, even like other things, poverty, you know, like a lot of shit. Um, it's hard for me to look at that and be in, be actively accepting of those moments. Be actively accepting, accepting of the alienation, the isolation, the all of the stuff, the denial, the neglect, the abandon, like all of that, and be like, you know what? It's given me, it's added to my life. Even if I can't, even if the only value I can see is in, in resilience, you know, which is that bullshit that I mentioned earlier. But if all I'm saying is that it's made me more resilient and not that it's added something qualitatively, it has expanded my ability to create and sustain life. It has allowed me to engage in a way that does not drain me of my life energy, which is false, right? Because I've always I'm seeking to dominate. So my seeking to dominate is an expenditure of energy. So it does drain me. Right, I have not invested in something. You know, my mentality, I, I, this masculinity has drained me, and this femininity that's been unbalanced. This like making and giving, making and giving, and then seeking escape 
from the pain and my own sort of like, I'm not going to call that bipolar, but my own like, you know, I'm really dialed in. I'm passionate. I love it. I'm making, I'm making, I'm making, I'm doing, I'm this, I'm that. And I'll be hustling. I'll be going on for years. Like, it don't be like I be, you know, one month I'm on it and then two months I'm not. It'd be like seven years I'm passionate and then like I, you know, there's existential crisis and there's issue. So it's like this just wild imbalance hasn't served me. So I worry about bringing that into the new space. Um, And not just that it hasn't served me, I don't consider myself to be violent um, against women. Um, But I am sure that the patriarchy has made me... um, I'm sure that this toxic masculine trait, this extraction has had side effects that I can't, that I don't know. I am sure that, you know, this patriarchy that I'm seeing that I'm inflicting on myself is is affecting the women in my life. I am sure of it. Is affecting the femme people in my life. Is affecting how I navigate the world. Is affecting what I understand love to be. Is affecting my politics. You know, it's affect like how it affects the other men in my life. How it affects. I I know that it has an impact because, like I've said before, compartmentalization is uh, is a myth. If you if you are a person that, especially a person like me, that is seeking to be whole, that is seeking integration, that is seeking like a consistent, a constant like being. If that's who you are, then yes, it's a, even if that's not who you are. But for me, I know that it's definitely had an impact. So, you know, and that I, I think I'm going to leave you all because I don't like, again, what I wanted to say was not, you know, some bullshit. I just wanted to really advance this idea of making, giving, accepting as really our life, our life actions. Our life actions are making, giving, and acceptance an active, intimate accepting. And this, you know, in transformation, I, I'm, still, I'm still on the fence with that, but let's just go with it now. So making, giving, accepting, and transforming, you know, a radical acceptance, a radical transformation, that these things are more useful than titles of masculine and feminine. And these are more true to who we are. And if we can really, uh, like, but, but given that we do see a pattern, that we are, be, get through the intimate acceptance, we are seeing some pattern form. Some pattern is forming. We are able to say, you know what, I can feel good as a man, as a masculine person. I can feel good as a human being that has my hand on all of these energies that I can accept things. Like, this is my... I can give life or sustain life through this. Or, like, maybe for someone like me, I think what my balance would be will be having my hand on all of them and being able to find peace and self-actualization like through saying, okay, yes, you're giving, but you also need to accept 
you're making something out of your own resources, out of your own creativity. But you also need to worry about, you also need to transform. Where it's not just, you're not taking your skin off and making like, you know, a leather good from your skin. But you're looking at the way the world is, what's in front of you, and you're able to repurpose it. As opposed to using yourself or using, you know, using, you know, you're able to, like, there's there's balance in this world. And um, my hope for myself is that I can have my hand on all those, pull the levers and embody them all. And and be and be whole through that, rather than a, a masculine feminine thing. But as I talk to everyone else who does not who does not share or who people that don't share my spirituality who don't share my perspective, I want to be able to say, you know, I have pride in my masculinity. And my masculinity as defined by an active, intimate accepting of the world, the, you know, a commitment to that as, 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 de, as defined by a, a willingness and a, a purpose and this, a purpose of this of transforming the environment in a way that sustains life. That is what it means to be a masculine person. And I feel good about that. That is something to be proud of. This extraction shit. That you, the rest of the, a lot of you motherfuckers is on. Basuda, like they say. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. If I don't do a pod next week, I guess it will be after Christmas and between New Year's. But I will do something either next week or or that because I do want to talk to us, um, talk to you all before the new year and then i might take a week or two off after the new year but i do want to i do want to wrap and close 2020 up together because this is some this been some bullshit i mean if 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 there's if 2020 can go baby can go um but enjoy the rest of this week stay cute stay blessed keep it (laughs) i won't say keep it pink but you know i don't want to shame no one and um 